All right, welcome to another episode of the After Hours Sessions podcast. I'm D-Rock, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Hans Vonderkill. Hans, how's it going? It's going pretty well, I think. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a bit of a crazy week and a crazy day, and, uh, but it's been good. It's just been COVID as usual, I would say. So. You say COVID as usual? Yeah, it's just a, the idea that, like, you know, you get, like, thrown out, like, from what you're doing in the office, and, um, you know, you have to kind of, like, figure out how to do it remotely, so it's been a lot of, like, remote issues where it's just like, okay, we need to figure out, like, how we're going to do what we do on a, on a day-to-day basis uh, from here forward, so... Now, have you been able to be back in the office for a while? Did something kind of change or? Uh, it's been, well, yeah. So the, the thing that changed is I, I um, moved my day job on to a, um, a cloud server. Mm-hmm. And then that cloud server kind of like came after me and said like, hey, you know, like we noticed you, you're using our cloud server a lot. So you should pay us $70,000. <laughs> oh, wow. Or reduce your users by 80%. So I, I chose the latter because I did not, um, you know, I didn't want to pay like $70,000. So that was, yeah. that's kind of what happened. And I had to move them on to like another cloud uh, that is fine for now, but they're not like really kind of optimized for what my day job day job does so yeah yeah it's 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 the same thing we're all dealing with like some cloud companies are um i'm coming uh coming at you live from brooklyn by the way (laughs) yeah because i had to take a case and deliver it to uh someone who needs hardware to stream their screen to a live audience so okay yeah so. No, so definitely very, uh, very hectic week and day, as you said. Um, does it look like you're kind of over the, over the hump of the, the tough part so far? Or? I'm definitely over the hump. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's it's good. Def- it's definitely good. We've we've reduced and we've kind of uh, you know, and it, it's funny too because like I definitely slacked off on my store for this month and. Um, and then I sign in today and I find out like, hey, so there's a contest going on for Clips of Sale where um, we're going to take your September sales and put them against your October sales. And the top three people in like a couple different like, you know, depending on when you joined, uh, get like a prize, which is you get like 100 percent of the sales. So it's, it's, it's a sales competition. And uh, and. I had one of the worst, uh, kind of like one of the worst slumps in se- September that I've ever had. Um, I looked, I looked at like my sales, and um, yeah, there was like one random month in 2019 where like I didn't meet up to the sales in, in the last month, and then like before that, it was like all like 2017, 2016. Before I, before I really kind of like got into it and like you know, did, did stuff with like Mr. Scar and stuff like that. Like before I really kind of like really kind of broke out. So, um, so in a way it's kind of like I chose the best time to have a slump because there's a prize for coming back from that because it's all based on percentage. So, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But I think 
I've got a shot at winning that contest. It's the top three people, top three uh, stores on Clips for Sale that uh, beat their September with their October. Okay. Yeah. So now do you feel, I know we've talked on previous episodes about um, needing kind of like a break to recharge, you know, um, for like your Clips for Sale store and, and getting back to shooting. Like, do you feel like pretty well rested or like ready for that? You know, that I do. Actually, in October? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Cause like October, October is looking like kind of, it's looking like, it's looking like Slamtober. I think that's what I'm going to put, you know, put on Twitter because, um, and there's been like other, other years where I feel like October is like when people just sort of like, get more into like themselves or get more into maybe it's a change of the seasons and stuff like that but like people sort of get more into like sort of treating themselves when it comes to October huh. you've made it through the summer and uh, you know there's like there's fall baseball there's like playoffs and then there's the beginning of football and there's you know really awesome beers and you know like the change changing of the seasons is like I know that's not a thing around the world, but like that's a thing in America where it's a time to kind of like reassess the last three months and just kind of like be like, all right, you know what? Like I'm going to try some stuff different and it's, it's, it's new. It's new and it's fun. So, so we'll see. So, all right. But, awesome. Yeah. But that sounds good. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you got. You know, in store um, for October and definitely through the podcast here to help promote and on our Twitter page and in any way that, you know, after our sessions can. Yeah, it's I mean, it's been it's been doing great and I've seen it on the on forums and stuff like that. And, you know, it's definitely kind of like catching on and, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. So um, I'm. I'm really kind of like looking look, looking forward to it. So, um, no, that's great. Yeah, it's, but, there's a lot of new stuff going. I, I think like everyone's st- starting to a little bit come out of uh, COVID, and um, I think everyone's kind of like starting to, you know, s- just sort of figure it out. So, fall's a great time for figuring stuff out. It's like, you know, I don't know. No, I hear you. That's and I. I agree. I think it is a time, especially this year, is being. You know, we should. I feel like every episode we say it, but it's the truth. Like, just so different. And even those like myself who typically love summer, you know, where there wasn't really a place to go and retreat and to do the things that make summer cool. So I, I can say maybe the first time I can remember wanting to just get summer over with and yeah, bring on the fall. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited for it. Just, too. For, just like something different, I think. Yeah. yeah. But our episode, you know, following up with that awesome, you know, episode we had with Dr. Ari Tuckman. And for those who haven't heard, go back into our archives. It was really a great episode, you know, talking about. That was about a really it. interesting episode for sure. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Talk about ADHD and sex. It was really good. And I'm, glad he came on and really appreciate it so we're going to continue we're talking about uh kink and dating kink and dating yeah 
you know, I remember Hans from the episode with uh, Goddess Gia asking what it's like for her dating and then kind of piggybacking off of the episode last week. Um, we thought it'd be good to kind of share and wondering for people out there, whether you're in the industry of, you know, kink and fetish or session wrestling or dominate, whatever, or you're a fan and you, you know, that is your kink and fetish and you pay to have these services. Um, just how does that translate for you in dating and some, what are the, the difficulties or maybe no difficulties depending on everybody, but just what do you kind of go through with that? So, yeah, you know, really thought it was cool to kind of, we wanted to talk about that. It was like, it was, it was really cool meeting him. And uh, I mean, like, you know, not like press the flesh, but you know, like through the, through the line and stuff like that. And uh, he had like a lot of insight and it was, um, it was, it was very interesting to, to kind of question him on because like I know that if I had met a Dr. Ari Tuckman growing up I would have been better off dating than so many like so many dating scenarios that came up uh, you know in, in my actual personal life growing up so um, just sort of like being comfortable with the fact that you're into stuff that you may consider that is not normal and being able to own that and to kind of like almost kind of like lead off with that and be like, Hey, so I know that there's this thing about me. It's going to come later. It's actually kind of easier to bring that up sooner. Like when you're just meeting a person, I think it's a lot harder to bring it up later when you've been dating them for maybe a year. What, what would you think D rock? Um, absolutely. I think it is. And now, Pre uh, growing up, I thought it was something that I just had to keep to myself. And from having tough um, conversations with people that were really, you know, quite, you don't want to be too dramatic, but they really did impact you in a negative way, whether it was friends at the time or people you were trying to date and the reactions you got. And I, you know, we try not to hold grudges. You know, we move forward. Uh, we were, I was younger and they were younger than two. Um, but it, it is better, even though it's kind of that thing of maybe in the short term, it's tough, but long term, you're better off for, I think definitely long term, you're better off for like everything that I thought that was like a bad thing, but like was very impactful in my life. I've looked back on and been been like, you know what? It was good that that happened because that taught me that like, I shouldn't. You know, I, I, I shouldn't be upset about when this thing happens. You know, I think I think with men, too. And I think this is something that came up with our talk with our Tuckman. You know, the fact that the fact that like men are sort of disserviced, I would say disserviced and like set out like I would say set out like a loaded gun into mm. the world um, because like you they don't say anything about like a positive experience about like interacting with a woman or anything like that. Like it's all very kind of like, it's very procreation based and it's very like, ah, I don't know. It, it, it really kind of like rubs me the wrong way, uh, which is not a good pun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no, uh, 
But um, but you I know guess, what I mean. It's it's yeah. just kind of like I feel like we've been brought up as men, and we've kind of been like taught nothing about sex. And women have been brought up, and like they've been, I don't want to say kind of like the gatekeepers of sex, but like they've been, they 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 know more than us. I would say. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think both. Sadly, our society has done a disservice to both men and women. Yeah, but I feel like women do know more. I guess naturally, I think they know more, and I think men like they, because they're in a, a situation where they're kind of empower more, which is sad to say, you know, but it it is true because as much as we think we've made progress, like there is still that, like that history there that, you know, with, with everything, with everything, not just like sex, but like race and like all that stuff. We're all trying to kind of like come to um, a better place. And it, it, um, it requires a lot of like middle ground. It, it requires a lot of like coming like kind of like coming together so um right i I think it requires a lot of coming to together absolutely and i think number one for me it it requires a lot of everyone when it comes to you know we're sticking to you know dating and relationships and and kink and fetish but when it comes to everything that you just mentioned it requires people to really sit down with themselves first and then maybe others afterwards too but first sit down with themselves and be like, what has my role been in this? You know, and be honest. And, and it's not to, there's a difference between guilt and shame. You know, right. guilt can be a good thing. Guilt we can learn from, you know, if, if I steal, you know, Hans, if I, you have, you know, I go to your place and you have some cookies, <laughs> you know, just giving a light example, but, and I steal some of those cookies and you're like, man, you know, why'd you do that? That's wrong. I would say, you know, those were cookies. They were special for me. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's small, but like, I can learn, I can feel bad and I can learn from that. And that's saying, you know, guilt is I made a mistake. Shame is saying, you know, I am a mistake and it can, you know, so it's not so interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, the therapist coming out in me. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that's so interesting as such a, uh, a really kind of like, I think that's needed in this day and age too. Like, like people need to know that they can make a mistake and then, that's fine they can learn from the mistake and they they can come back and be better from it but like if they are a mistake i think that's the distinction that's the distinction that isn't really made in our like mainstream sort of you know dialogue so whatever you can say politics or you can say like you know uh like all the stuff that happens in the world but yeah like there's a difference between like i made a mistake and I am a mistake. I think like so much of it now is like, you are a mistake, I, especially kind of like watching, you know, and I, I'm sorry to kind of like timestamp this, but like watching the debate and stuff like that and like the presidential stuff. And, you know, it's it all that is so based on like, oh, you know, like 47 months versus 47 years, like 47 years. You are a mistake. It's just, it's just like. I'm sorry. Can you not learn? Like, can you learn from the stuff that you've done and become a better person? Like, name me one person in the world who hasn't made a mistake in their lives. You, you cannot do right. it. So, no, absolutely, absolutely, and 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 I think that's 
you know, I guess like connecting it, that's where, you know, it, it is tricky with this, with this vulnerability when um, it's hard, you know, listening to, yeah. to what Ari Tuckman said last week and then to what we're talking about, that's kind of what comes up is as someone, you know, who has ADHD. And that's why I was very hooked on like, you know, having him as a guest because I didn't find out until I was 25 that I had ADHD right? and seeing all the connections. And, and it was a lot of times that low self-esteem in different facets of, and not knowing at the time that difference, I probably wouldn't have called myself a mistake, but deep down everything in my thoughts and my actions and how I looked at myself, I was looking at myself saying I am a mistake and not realizing how much of that was connected to me, my lack of knowledge on it, that I had ADHD and then other people around me not knowing and reacting to it. And it, it, it was crushing and it was crushing even with like dating. And I think that's where it's that vulnerability. That's why like, when do you say I have ADHD or any kind of, um, you know, neurological disorder or I don't think, when do you I say don't I even have think so. it's a, a disorder at this point. I, I feel like so much of us have it. It's just kind of like, this is sort of the normal thing. And unfortunately we're in a, a situation like we went through like such a radical transformation in the last mm-hmm. like 30 years where we went from like watching stuff on TV to like having stuff on our phones. And it happened so fast that we don't know how to deal with it. And so mm-hmm. it's kind it's kind of like, you know, like, it, it it's it's kind of like we we really just don't know how to deal with the fact that like we are getting like so much feedback all the time and if you look at mental health cases if you look at the suicide rates they're going up and they blame it on politics it's not really like politics it's more just based on the fact that like we have this like sort of impersonal communication that happens all the time like if i i don't have kids but if i did have kids my main thing would be like i would keep them off facebook I would keep it on Facebook for like a lot of reasons, but the main one is 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 the fact that like there's this weird sort of like detached um, interpersonal you know um, interaction that takes place where it's like it's like bullies on steroids, and it's if you're like insecure, which I was insecure growing up, it's like insecure on steroids. Most of us too. are, yeah, most of us are, even the bullies. So. Um, and yeah, and, and, and you get, you get to the point where like everything comes down to like followers and like friend count and stuff like that. It's like, oh, he's got like 300 friends. Well, he's better than me because I only got like 200. There's false metrics out there that say what you're worth. And that's, that's not what it is at all. And it's, I mean, it's hard. I'm glad I didn't grow up in. And in this day and age, I'm glad I grew up in the 90s where like the Internet was like not quite there yet. I'm glad that, I'm glad I know what Geosites is. Geosites is amazing. You know what Geosites is? Not Facebook. No. That's what Geosites <laughs> is. So, <laughs> if you know what Geosites is, you got a benefit. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is that. I don't know. It's, it's crazy because it is. I'm always torn about this because I'm on that precipice. You know, I I was a kid in the. I was you know I'm 31. Right. So I feel like 
I'm like that last generation who like knew what it was like to like go outside and play. Yeah. Like, you know, like it was summertime, you're off from school and it's like, go outside and play. And like, you knew like, that's what you did. Like, oh man, you the doorbell rings, like, you know, like, yeah. Oh, what's with that doorbell? And it's like, oh, you know, uh, your, your mom or your dad calls you to the door. It's like, hey, it's for you. And like, you run down the stairs right. and it's like, hey, we got water guns. Want to play? And like, want to play was right. just like, want to play was an invitation to a fun day. So, yeah, because for me, so. yeah, in high school, it was like we all got cell phones at like 16, 17, and it was just for like emergencies. Right. Like, like you know, they, and I'm like the last, I feel like, era of that. And then afterwards, it was all kids getting it all the time. Yeah. So it is like that weird balance of do I see like the benefits of like faster, faster? Sure. Do I think it's cool? Like, we had, you know, when Facebook blew up and, and all social media and you could connect with people you haven't in a while and see what they're up to. Do I see the positives? Yeah. But do I, do the negatives outweigh it to me? Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's all like, I think it's all kind of like, there was a little bit of you like sort of like it it, it was it was kind of like a it's kind of sugary at first right so like you get like a little bit of a taste and it's just like oh yeah that's really good like i can get like everything about me out there like in a day and and like i don't have to like walk around town to do that and and stuff like that but like it it became very bitter when it was just like okay now i have to do that every day you know, it's like, oh, I get to do this. Like, oh, I, I get like the spotlight for a day. It's like now the spotlight is on you all the time. And and ev- and then that's for everyone, too. And that's just like composite. It's just it's it's crazy. And, you know, I've really I have like relationships, yeah, relationships with people who I've not seen in like one to two years. And that's before and and during COVID. Mm-hmm. And. And especially with COVID now, it's kind of like compounding it. Like now, like now digital is all you have. Right. And that's why I, that's also why I think that the suicide rate is going up because it's, it's been really hard on people. Like it's, it's a different way of communicating. It's, it's not how we, it's not how we evolved. We evolved to like press the flesh and like high five and like, that's how we evolved to like communicate through like these phones and like these uh, devices. This is something that is like definitely new to our biology, but is definitely also a great like technological win because like now we can, we can do that, but like it's like the biology versus the technology and they're, they are hitting each other in the head and it's, it's a it's it's a rough thing right now. I feel like no, it is it's definitely a rough thing for me. No, so. definitely it's it's a it's a challenge. Um, but I want to ask it, and you know, I know before when it comes to like even learning that there's a world about my fetish, and you know, like when it comes to session wrestling and BDSM and all that stuff. Before really, you know, the internet was exploding. I didn't really. I like, and we've said this on previous episodes. I felt like it was only me, and then slowly but surely, going online and when YouTube, especially YouTube for me was huge, because then I saw yeah. all these videos of like, you know, mixed wrestling and lift and carry, and so I had never met anyone else. But I was like, 
well, and I'm looking at the number, you know, YouTube, you're looking at how many views, you know, which we still do now. Right. But at the time, I'm like, well, this video had like 8,000 views. So I'm like, I know I've watched this video a lot, but nowhere near 8,000 times. So I'm like, there's other people out there. And, and you know, that that was huge for me, especially at a time when I was around, at least supposedly, who knows what's in their heart, but all vanilla friends who really, you know, you would have thought I was, you know, third rock from the sun, like another alien, like an alien or something when I said I was into this. Um, it, it, it was really helpful in that way. So that's where it's, it is kind of interesting where, like, everything you said, I agree with how technology and too much of it has really hurt us. But then again, like, it, it's helped in, in regards to our kink and fetish and dating and I think it's important to remember that too, because like I, I'm at the point where like I just went through a month where I was definitely burnt out. I was just, I was just like, hey, you know what? Like, custom requests and like, like every email guy was just, hey, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But like, I, w- I was just burnt out, and I, that's one of the reasons why like last month was kind of the worst sales month. Um, you know, and you know, other than there was like one 2019 month, this random month in March, I didn't do well. I don't know why. I don't remember why. And then beyond that, they're all in 2017. And, uh, but yeah, I, I was just kind of like burnt out, but like I, I did like, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, like coming from a person who's kind of been, through the ringer in the industry, so to speak. And then like someone who's kind of like, you know, like just like kind of like getting into it and like really kind of like getting to access it and stuff like that. And I, I remember that and, and I will get there again. Like I need to be there again. That's, that's where I need to be. And um, it's a, it's an interesting sort of contrast, but like, but yeah, but I also like I remember the time when I went through and I was just like, thank God there's other people out there like me. I'm just not some weird person, like the one person that exists in this like era. And I'm just going to go down in history books as like, you know, a statistic or of some of like however I die, whatever. Like death is a great thing. It, it gets you into the stat books, you know, so um but yeah, thank God I wasn't, you know, thank God I, I wasn't just that. And I, I could kind of like, you know, know that there were other people out there. So, um, but <laughs> I am now at the other end of it now where I was just like, okay, like enough wrestling already. Like it was like, it, it, it is so weird to say. It's, it's so weird to say and kind of like admit to, but it was just like in September, I was just like, all right, enough wrestling already. I'm just going to like... <laughs> Which is interesting, though, because... It's the thing that I love the most. It's right. Just like, and also, right. that's that that's the one way with COVID happening and you just talking about, um, you know, how we had to go really even, you know, we already kind of society are screen-based, but that's all we've had during the pandemic. And, you know, that was a way to kind of have human connection, like face-to-face is through that so that's why it is interesting that you would kind of think on the and there's nothing wrong with it it's just interesting that's you know why it's good to talk about it 
because you can still love something. It doesn't mean you don't love it because you burn out from it. Right. Yeah. Like football players burn out too. They still love football and they come back the next year and they, you know, they, they, yeah. Good or great or they don't. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's um, a sport and all, all on its own. So, there's especially even say football, football coaches, there's so many, you know, I'm Philly. So Dick Vermeil, the, the term burnout really, it was before yeah. him, but he kind of coined it. You know, he burned out and coaches like Bill Parcells, different people like, burnout with coaches they you know take some time off and then come on back in so like it, but they love the, that's all they know is that sport but yep. like the, well, you know a really you, fun you stat is the fact that um so uh as a patriots fan uh bill parcells came and he was the, the first one who sort of game gave like um credence to the patriots mm-hmm. and he went in 96 and he lost the super bowl to the green Bay packers thanks to desmond howard like everyone says Desmond Howard, and they don't know who he is. I know who the fuck Desmond Howard is. He got to ran a kickoff for a touchdown and and killed my Patriots um, when I was alive to know about it. Um, so anyway, so there's Bill Parcells, and then Belichick came along. Oh no, not Bill. No, before that, Pete Carroll came along. Yes, yeah, he was too sweet, Pete. That was that was his nickname in Massachusetts, Too Sweet Pete. He went away. And then Belichick came along and had like, you know, all the stuff that came from there. I don't need to tell you about it. But Pete Carroll versus Bill Belichick owns a now I think three to one record head to head against Bill Belichick. He is yeah. the hardest coach for the Patriots to beat. You know, and interesting. And, yeah, that's and, true. And the fun thing about him is like he came up from college and he coached the Patriots and he was too sweet Pete. And then he went back to USC and then he went, you know, he was gone for like a couple of years. It's like, ah, oh, I guess he'll never be an NFL coach again. Then he uh, went to the Seattle Seahawks and uh, he's one of the best coaches in, in, in football. Yeah. And those of us who kind of like watch him, kind of knew that and it was just like it's kind of weird that you're not it's, it's not that he wasn't doing better he wasn't really given the chance you know he he, he was just kind of like he was a college coach that came up and then they sort of dismissed them and you know woe to them stuff like that but um you know but it, it's it's an example of a guy who came up to the to the big leagues so like the biggest the biggest thing you could you could be and then like got kind of dismissed from it and then went back and went back to his roots and you know he went to usc and just like fucking killed it and then came back and now he's a guy who has more wins over you know who most people consider the greatest coach of all time at this point bill belichick you know who i followed you know the 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 coach i fear the most is Pete carroll because Pete Carroll can beat Bill Belichick convincingly and most of the time. So, and in the Super Bowl, the one time they face off in the Super Bowl, it was just, I, I don't even know if it was one bad call. I, I don't think it was a bad call. I don't think it was a no, bad call. No, I don't call. think so either. I don't think so either because Bill Belichick, if you're Pete Carroll, you're saying like, of course I'm going to give it to the running back. So, of course, I'm going to call a, a pass play 
because you're not going to go for it. And it just so happened. And it wasn't Belichick. It was actually the defensive coordinator who had Matt Patricia. Yeah. He, he had, he had done his homework and he had, he had said like, in case this comes up, like cut the, you know, he, he was the real hero from that Belichick, you know, just hired the right guys, but like, you know, and, it's, and, and, uh, Chris Collinsworth was like, I don't understand the call. If you don't understand the call, you're not going, you're not playing chess, you're playing checkers. So, yeah. And I think honestly, you, you know, the, to me, that what I get as a great, I'm glad you brought it up. It's, is because I think too many times in society, it becomes that it's always, well, if you're on, I guess, quote unquote, the losing end. You you know we look at what you did wrong. Then instead of saying no, how about that person just made a great play? You know the Patriots, the D Belichick, Patricia made a great call. Malcolm Butler made an amazing play, amazing. And yeah. we have to give credit to that instead of just slamming because I think, and that's too much in our society. If he would have given the ball four times and then they get stopped every time, it would have been why didn't you throw it once? You know yeah. why didn't you mix it up? So it's like. I, I I don't know. I think that that hindsight is always twenty twenty. You know. Yeah, and, and in a weird way, I I think I can connect it with it. Like we're not, and maybe it goes on both ends. The person who maybe has the kink or the fetish, and then that person who is quote unquote vanilla, it's like not allowed to make a mistake. So it's not allowed to be different. So you feel like you have to be, even though you know, like you you can't be perfect. But I feel like we feel like we have to. So then. Hey, if we say that we're into session wrestling and lifting carry, it's all a gamble, that, man. All yeah, it tarnishes it tarnishes that perfect image. Yeah, and then if they make a face that kind of makes you feel certain ways, and maybe they can be allowed to be kind of like surprised if they never heard it. But there's a difference from being surprised to then being judgmental and standoffish, right? But then it, it's kind of like then you know we don't give them a chance either to kind of understand, you know, it kind of looks, I look, I can see both ways in that way. If that makes sense. Uh, that's cool. to see it both ways. I, I definitely see it served like team wise. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, <laughs> I'm more of a team person. Like, Oh, you didn't see it that way. Too bad for you. And like, I, I just, I, I just sort of met to the point, but my, well, my track record has, I'm, I guess I'm trying to, to be better because I know for me, it, it, I, I get very, you know, those, you know, someone who battles, you know, I have ADHD, but I have anxiety. Right. So those negative moments, they kind of stick in there. So like maybe a, a relationship from the past who reacted negatively to liking, you know, session wrestling and being into that, I carry that with me and I'm not, and I'm, that makes me not want to be vulnerable about it. And maybe other things too, because I remember those instances with previous relationships, romantic, and also a lot of friends and a lot of friends. And to this day, I hold that with friends where I don't like talking about my dating. I feel like you don't understand. And I go back to the past and I'm not against, I think it's cool if you're vanilla or you want that traditional right. if that's what you're lifestyle. Into, that's great. So but that judgmental stuff in the past, I have still carried with me. So I'm trying to be better at it, but I'm I'm right there with you. Nope. I struggle with it. I, I will I will tell you a story um, that I I have not told anyone other, other than people who have been closest to me, and they did not like 
honestly, they did not like take the story like just sort of like very well. And and but what I mean by that is like they they were just like, huh, that's interesting, but like I don't get why it's important. So, um, so I grew up in a suburban town, and I had a really great teacher who basically said like every now and then you need to just like go off and be alone and just reflect and just be alone. So what I used to do with that is um, I used to, there was a tree in my front yard and I would go out and I would climb the tree and I would sit at the top of the tree because I knew nobody else in the neighborhood could climb that high. I was the only one who could actually get to that, those top three branches. And I would go up there and I would sit there and I would bring a book with me or I would like, you know, think about what I was going to write. I would bring like a notepad with me. But um, but really, like when I went went up there, I was kind of like alone, but I wasn't really alone. But like what he kind of like taught me to was kind of like to like take everything in your life and then step outside of it. Like, right. Just kind of like take your consciousness, put it outside as if you're an, an omniscient app, uh, narrator. You know, you're not God, but you're an omniscient narrator. You can see it from you know, 360 degrees and just like step outside of that. And like, if you're the omniscient narrator, what is your character? And I did that. And that was like, that was, that was a very valuable thing because when I would be sort of like down in despair, like, and, and also when I'd be like really overconfident about myself, like I would just Mm -hmm. be like, you know, I'd step outside and be like, Hey, listen, like, how about like instead of being you right now, how about you be someone else? How, be, how about you be the omniscient narr- narrator? How about you, how how about you be the one telling the story? Like if you're writing the book, like who are you right now? And uh, that ability to do that in a split second to be like, hey, you know, I'm this person right now, and I'm I'm, you know, whatever. And then, like, to be able to just sort of, like, take your consciousness and put it out and just look at it from a third-person perspective and analyze your character, that has been the best mental health thing for me because I can now be like, okay, so for two reasons. For one, I can I can get a better understanding of myself and understand that I am not, like... Uh, like I am, I am a person that needs to be worked on, you know, for sure. And I could, I step aside myself and be like, oh yeah, I see the flaws there. But also, I can step outside and be, and and be like, oh, you know, I can see like how this person interacts with this person. But like, it's not really kind of a, you know, a, a bad thing in a sort of way. Like it's 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 not, it's not like they're the judge of authority. They're just another person, and I can I can just sort of watch them sort of like interact so and and just be on the same level and i was just like oh okay that's cool so like you're you're a person in this life and they're a person in this life and you know you're you're all just sort of figuring it out so um i forgot where no that's (laughs) no no um i and i i appreciate you sharing that because um I remember talking, you know, 
I really found it, it led to good discussions. I know when, when, you know, Joker came out last fall, about a year ago, actually now. Um, and, the, you know, it was controversial and people, you know, some people didn't want to have it be shown and others for different reasons. And can it give, uh, I think if you don't want to sit there and really have a conversation, can it give a bad judgment of mental health? Yeah, I can see that angle. But to me, I think it, I like the movie for a lot of reasons, but one of the big things is, is to me, listen, Joaquin Phoenix said, and it was like, yeah, like thinking about looking outside and thinking about others and looking at how the system failed him, people failed him. And that's what we need to focus on. I know we want to focus on, oh, he became the Joker, but looking on how like, no one thought about really trying to help those who battle mental health. And I remember I saw it with a friend of mine and sitting there afterwards, we're driving home and talking and saying, you know, as a society, we don't think about, and we really see it now these past six to eight months. We don't think about what other people are going through. We don't think about how does it feel to be them, which is really, you know, the definition of, of empathy. We don't. We don't exactly. do that. I, I was. I was thinking about that word when you said it. I was just like, yeah. Remember, remember when you asked me about like what do you need to be present right now? I, I think like the most important thing is empathy because you have to start connecting people because we are in this this disconnected world. We're all connecting with phones and stuff like that, and especially with COVID now. Now we're all definitely, you know, connecting with phones and computers and stuff like that. So empathy is now like it's it's the broad way of the best things that you can connect on. You know, it's, it's, it's the best trait you can have. If you can have empathy and understand the fact that people are struggling right now, people like people never expected to deal with this. Like people never expected to deal with, you know. 2020 was supposed to be the future. It was supposed to be back to the future two plus four. And it's not. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, if, if you don't have empathy and you can't understand your fellow human being through a phone, you know, this is now a, this is now like a bad thing. It used to be it used to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not into computers and social media and stuff like that. Now you have to connect to people through social media. And then you got Facebook who is just I'm sorry, but they're obstreperous and just terrible. And yeah. and I mean I don't know. They they look like a sandbox, but they're not a sandbox. They they are really just like whatever makes us money, you know. Some so somebody said it like on news this morning. Somebody said it like quite perfectly. It's like, oh yeah, and now Facebook is like really the new like you know uh BBC or or like whatever news source you want. Facebook is now king and Mark Zuckerberg invented it because he wanted to meet girls. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is true. If you look it up. Yeah, it actually, it's true. So, Facebook was eventually fa- Facebook was actually um, originally like, oh yeah, like how hot do you think this girl is on Harvard campus? So mm-hmm. ridiculous. So. Well, 
let me ask you because from you know our conversations i know you you're on you have a i mean we're we're closely connected on this topic but we're still different in that you you know have your experiences as when you were just a fan and just started doing sessions as a fan and then now you have your experience where you're a you're in the industry you're a producer you know you have your own clips for sale studio so when it comes to i guess your your private life and dating a i guess how has this this kink we have affected it and then b is it different being a fan to now being in the industry yes and yes so yes um when i started out i was more guarded about um who i was who who i was and i i will say who i was like through the whole thing of of it because like whether you call it Hans Vonderkill or not, that's just a brand name, but like I was always this person. Mm-hmm. Right? I was this person from like the day I was born. Like it it's it's been the driving force. Otherwise, why would I choose this? <laughs> why, right. Why would I want to do this? Why would I want to be like this person who could get fired from any day job because like, hey, you're a fetish star. Like <laughs> right. why would I want to do that? So um yeah so i was always this person and um i'm sorry what oh i guess what were the struggles you had you know as well have you felt struggles with it with dating and then has it been different as a fan when you were just starting off doing sessions and trying to date to right. the now that you're you're in you've been in the industry for the past you know few years so i started off like hiding it like i started off being like okay like you know you're a girl i'm a guy and like we're gonna date and like eventually i have to like reveal this thing to you that's kind of like sort of weird but like not like kind of like you know not terrible and um you know it's like oh yeah like i like to wrestle instead of have sex like how do you feel about that and so it started out with that. And then as time went on, I sort of found out like, well, also I found out there's more ways to intimately connect and having like vanilla sex, like having like, you know, Puritan sex, which I, I'm from Massachusetts. So like, <laughs> I know what, I know who Puritans are. I grew up and they're still Puritans. <laughs> they they're very politically active they they have like a lot they're very good with words but like they're not very good with sex there's no good sex going on in massachusetts if you if you doubt me just go on fet life and look up massachusetts so anyway (laughs) (laughs) but um it got better as time went on because i kind of I started out with kind of like hiding it. And then like, as time when I was just like, Hey, you know, I'm just going to lead off of this. Like, I know I've done the homework on me. I know what I'm into. I know the things that like, I like. So if like someone asked me, Hey, so like, what do you like? If they're interested in me and they want to know what I like, I will tell them. And if they, if, if they're not into it, that's actually okay. It's not a deal breaker. 
It's just like, hey, like I'm very actually thankful that I can tell you what I'm into. And if that's doesn't, you know, make you like crazy too, like that's that's actually like an awesome thing because like we've got communication. So like what are you into? So I can know that and like maybe I'm into it too and maybe I'm not or maybe I've never tried it before. And that that's another thing too. It's like I've done some things that I never thought I'd ever be into unless someone introduced it to me. And that right. goes both ways too because like I – and this is something that's come up in, in the last year. Maybe it's because everyone's like touch starved, but um, – I've had at least like three people, you know, like contact me and like talk to me about the fact that like they're kind of into like wrestling or like scissoring or like squeezing or like they're into stuff that I know I was into. And I was just like, oh, you're just getting into this. Like I can I can help you and I can like absolutely. And these are female people. These are not like. The, the, yeah it's 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 a lot of fun so it's starting to kind of like reflect back in a way and i don't know what that's about like that's above my pay grade as i say so mm-hmm. but lately uh more women have been reaching out and um i've been like oh okay you're into oh okay you're into this fantasy i think i can set that up that's that's so cool i would love to set that up so now let me ask is this when they're talking to you, are they talking to you in a personal life standpoint or by the, the you being in the industry or is it a combination? No, actually mostly it's personal. Okay. Yeah. And most, mostly it's just like, Hey, also I'm, I'm this, I'm this guy, Hans von der Kill in, in the industry, but it's mostly been on like, because I'm in, I'm into like tech and apps and, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm banned from 20, from tinder mm-hmm. for for the most stupid reason because everyone would be like because i put in my profile like i'm a fetish wrestler so everyone would be like what's a fetish wrestler so like i wrote that really great once and i was just like that's the perfect answer to like what is a fetish wrestler and i think i covered it really good in about under 30 words so like at any time someone would ask that i would just copy and paste it I would be like, okay, so well, there you go. That's what the fetish wrestler is. And uh, Twitter banned me from it because they thought, uh, not Twitter. Um, Tinder. Tinder. They banned me from it because they thought it was a bot. So, oh. And once they do that, it's irreversible. Unless you want to like, come up with a different number, which I could. I could change my number. I could just get like Google number and stuff like that. And I was just like, no, that's fine. But but um, there was enough kink on uh, Tinder for me to, like, meet um, at least four people who were like, oh, like, I'm so interested in this. I want to try this. I didn't know there was anyone, like me and you say, there's, I didn't notice anyone else that was kind of into this. So, so now, actually, so I met one of them because, thankfully, uh, Tinder made the decision that you cannot send pictures back and forth in private messaging you have to have it on your profile so i met somebody and i was chatting with them on tinder and uh you know we were like oh i want to like you know send pictures back and forth but like 
um, Tinder won't let us. So we, you know, exchanged phone numbers so that we could just text it to each other. And, okay. and, and so, so we did that. And after Tinder banned me, <laughs> banned me forever, <laughs> um, we met like this past week, like after a year of like, you know, having each other on our, our text messages. And um, I forgot where I was going with this again. This, this is like a, this is a thing that you'll have to get used to with me. I forget where I'm going. Yeah. But it's like, okay. I love stories, but I yeah, no, it's them. fine. Yeah. Um, but I guess talking about how it has been, just and how the other person is received, pretty much, you know, to cut it shortly, how the it is telling someone else who you haven't, who you don't know, is into this, who you haven't met. Yeah, the industry. I, I think like, um, so when I got into session wrestling. I was like, oh, great. There's other people that's into this. I'm not abnormal for this. And then, like, now, lately, it's been, like, it's been, like, girls getting into this. And I do not charge them. <laughs> yeah. be like, I could be the first male, you know, session wrestler ever. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, even if I... I took $1, I could, like, claim that title. But I don't. Because uh, I think it's really awesome and i think it's like a really cool thing that like people that you know like people on both sides are like kind of like i don't know maybe maybe religion is bullshit and maybe like we should just all just have fun and be bonobos what do you think i no, i i'm glad you said it because well, you know you said a lot there so a lot to un, unpack it was all good it was just uh, very packed let me it was I think it's awesome that, because I'll be honest, um, I know, you know, a uh, previous guest, Jen Thomas, when I first sessioned with her back in 2012, said it to me, Mutiny said it to me, and a couple other session wrestlers, um, I think Megan Jones, who were like, you know, you should, you should do this if you love it so much, but I was like, you know, and I hope this doesn't. I'm like I'm I'm more comfortable if, if I could do it with only women, I would be down. But I'm like I'm not sure I'm comfortable. Right. I'm comfortable in my own skin, but I'm not sure I'm comfortable doing a session with a, a man. I'm not comfortable doing that. And I'm like, that's where and I'm like, so I asked, Do you have like women who wanna you hear about that? And she's like, A little bit, but I don't know if it's a lot. So like it, it's encouraging because like I would definitely do it in the future but i would i like how you did it because it's not about you know down the line is one thing maybe but like it's not a that's that's about connecting with someone and and having someone feel comfortable in their own skin and like we talked about having that empathy you know what it's like to you know have this passion for this kink and have no one to talk to and that's really cool that you're being you know what you didn't have for when you were at that stage of, you know, finding out your kink, you're, you are being that for someone else. And that's really cool. Yeah. I, I always say in, you know, and I, I used to play like a lot of like turn-based strategy games that was, um, you know, very nerdy and very kind of like, um, you know, like you go to another planet and like you create a colony and then you like, you have all other colonies and you create a, 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 a stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was always of the the thought of like when 
you know, if I'm in this world and I don't think it's the way that like, I, I can't go to like a regular bar, like down the block where what I like, you know, isn't there. I want to do everything I can to make the world a way that if I was born again tomorrow, it would just be like, oh yeah, this is great. This is paradise. This is, this is amazing. Oh yeah. This is exactly how I thought it should be because that was not the way I thought it, you know, that was not the way it was, you know, the way I thought it should be growing up. So no. And I think you're right because I think, and honestly, it's even someone who's, you know, is in therapy and has, done you know counseling i've been on both sides of that i don't i don't think i like to admit sometimes how i guess it was scarring when i'll tell you the story it was um it was my freshman year at college and i had a roommate who really he went home every weekend and was there like three days a week so a lot of times even though that was a long year with him i was not a fan he wasn't a fan of me but (laughs) um it, it, you know, a lot of times I had a room to myself, and that was around the time I was really discovering YouTube and finally being like, finally, there's this world of session wrestling. And, you know, that's how I first saw on YouTube was Mutiny, Jen Thomas, and then like Amazon Amanda, Amazon Annie, some of my favorites. And She's retired recently, I found out. Yeah, yeah. She had told me I was trying to get her to be a guest on here, and she, she emailed me about a little while ago letting me know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Amazon Annie always shout out to her. Always, you know, amazing. One, amazing. Like, like one of my favorite people for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Just a kind heart. But but um, on, so. oh, so yeah, no. Um, I had friends who, and to you know, preference this, the their friends. I was in their wedding, you know, a few years ago. I was in their weddings. So, like, we have remained friends, and I have moved forward, but I don't know if I've realized how much it impacted me. They went on my my desktop, and they wanted to show me something on YouTube, but I didn't have it where, like, my history was hidden. Right. So they start typing stuff in, and they hit the A button, and the first thing that popped up was Amazon Amanda. Just, like, they just see that because I had searched it on YouTube. And they started laughing and, what? What is this? What is this? And start trying to click on it. And I remember I was like tackling the one, like don't, like don't, because I just wasn't comfortable. Right? Yeah. And then, like you're gonna, you know, go on, and I you go into this with a situation of like I'm going to shame you for this, right? So. Yeah. And so they, I was like, whatever. Like I, I after like saying like just don't worry about it. Don't. And they kept just. It was like we, no lie, Hans. It was probably like a half hour of like it felt like two hours, but of like they're just like, well, how come we can't? How? And I like turned the computer off. But then I was like, whatever. So they, they went on and like saw some of my Amazon Amanda's, like her the videos that were on YouTube. And and I really didn't give them much at the time. I kind of just like, what? I just, I gave them an answer. But I, I remember like a month later, I came home for Christmas break. And a few of us, you know, were hanging out really late. And, and the one friend who was there, I was talking to him about it. And I finally said, yeah, I, I like this. I, I like it's session wrestling and blah, blah, blah. And I told him and he was like, he kind of was like, whatever. He, he asked a lot. Of, we were up late that night, asked a lot of questions. And then not too long after that, he told everybody. Oh, wow. And told all these people. And it, it, 
I don't know if I ever really realized how I told him that it hurt me, but even to this day that impacted me. And cause to this day, they know I do sessions and I'm not ashamed at all, but like, I've always been a mystery when I've talked to a girl or like I could be dating a girl for a while. And I won't tell like a lot of friends and they're like, you're always so secretive. Blah, blah, blah. And I've yeah, had to the, tell them. The thing the that I've, times, I've always gotten like from the people who are vanilla, which is the people who I'm in business with who are not mm-hmm. like supporting my store is like, and it, it, it comes out all the time. The people, yeah, I always hear it like secondhand. They never tell it to me to my face, but like, the people that hear about me from other people who are not privy to my Clipsville store, uh, they say, like, oh, you know, he plays his cards close to his vest. Of, it's like, of course I do. Because if yeah. I didn't, I'd be fired. I'd be fired. So, it's, no, yeah. abs- absolutely. So, absolutely. And that, that and, is and, kind and... of like a weird sort of thing. And like, honestly, it's, I'm going to get my my wires crossed at some point, and I'm going to actually. Uh, I it happened. I, it actually happened this week. <laughs> I I sent somebody a, a text that was meant for a session wrestler, and it was actually to one of my coworkers. And thankfully, all it said was like, "You're cute when you're high." So. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm so obviously wrong text message and stuff like that. And, you know, so, but, you know, it's going to, especially now with COVID, because all, so I'm really good at my day job because I did the homework on my night job. And my night job is Hans von der Kill. Like, that's a, that's a thing that I have like control over. Like, I don't have to ask for a raise. I just need to produce more. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's all like that. And it's, you know, it's, uh, it's so frustrating when, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I forgot where I was going. I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot where I was going because um, I started thinking about, <laughs> my phone in the podcast rather than think about what I was saying so no um it I I've had to and I guess through therapy I worked through it but like I told them of you know probably a few years ago because I had to work through of feeling bad and be like well what's wrong oh, with yeah. is this a phase and all that stuff to then being like no I'm not telling you because you haven't earned that right. trust you haven't earned There's a- that and yeah. really seeing the difference in it, yeah, you know? absolutely. There, there's an earning in that trust. You know, you you really need to like trust that person to let them in on the secret. And the secret is not something that's just like it's not just you. It's like it's like a whole other world. It's like blue pill, red pill in the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like mm-hmm. if you if you are interested, I will show you how deep this rabbit hole rabbit hole goes if you're interested if you're not interested and that's why like when i go out to to bars or when i go out to or when i meet somebody you know just like haphazardly i'm always kind of like you know like i i always lead off with it because i i'm just like you know what it's blue pill red pill i want to know if you're interested if you're not interested 
that tells me a lot of stuff I need to know about you without hurting you. Like you're just not mm-hmm. into it. Okay, great. So like we're probably not going to be a thing. That's all. And uh, and that's fine. Like I don't need to I I don't need to convince every girl to wrestle me. I just need to invite every girl who likes to wrestle to wrestle me. If that makes sense. Yeah. It does. So it's just like I and I wouldn't want it I wouldn't want it any other way. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to force anyone into it, but like if anyone's like interested in it and like wants to do it and that's that's been my that's for the last three months uh with COVID, that's been kind of like my experience. I've been meeting girls online who are like, Oh, I want to try this. This sounds like so interesting and so fun. It's like great. What do you like? I, I become the session wrestler. Even though I'm not charging them. Mm. I'm like I'm I'm kind of being like, Oh great. So like I've I've been thankfully provided so many amazing sessions from so many amazing people who I paid to session wrestle with me that now I can like, when a girl's like, I want to try this, but I'm not sure what I want. I have the experience where I can be like, okay, well, like there's like lots of different things and like, I can kind of like get into their mind and, and just be like, what do you want to try? And, you know, and, and they try it and they're just like, oh, this is great. Or, or, or some of them are just like, you know what? Like, I wanted to try this and you did this and this is great. And th- I just wanted to try it once and now I'm, I'm gone. And that's fine, too. So it's, you know, it's about being able to kind of kind of flip the script and be like, hey, I'm experiencing this. And I can kind of like I can understand you like what what do you want to try because chances are you know i've tried it so you know maybe this is something that people need to you know kind of like need to like um bring themselves and and be like hey listen i yeah. I've, I've tried these different styles and this was really fun and you know I think that people and, uh, you know, in the same token, like people who don't talk about it have a lot of experience and they don't necessarily admit that they have like a lot of experience. But I would say like 50 50, you know, being like, all right. So like if I lead off with like, hey, I do like fetish wrestling. Right. That's that's my line. Mm-hmm. I do like, hey, so I do like fetish wrestling. And they're like, what is fetish wrestling? fetish wrestling 50 percent of them are like that and then like 50 percent of them are like interested and then like the other 50 percent you know either ignore it or whatever um so that's 25 percent. so one in four chance that that might lead to a conversation about wrestling and then like if you've done it then you at this point have had the experience and you know, like you have all this stuff to share that maybe they don't, especially if they're a woman, actually like, honestly, as a session client, you have a sort of different experience from any girl. Like there's not a lot of female session clients out there. So that's kind of an advantage in a way, not a detriment it's like, I like this thing so much that I will pay for it because, like, 
it's so cool and so fun and so hot. And here's why I think that is. And yeah, that's, that's a, that's a lead into a conversation that you want to have. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, I, I guess a, a question uh, is a lot see, <laughs> but I guess the, the first one is, and it's a, it's personal, but I know for me, from my earlier like sexual experiences that, you know, outside of session wrestling with, you know, women I knew, but were like, they were cool with it. I found myself having to like, I guess, talk my, you know, with my therapist and talk myself about not just being so focused on every sexual experience will encounter lift and carry or some, you know, wrestling. Like, has that been hard to like, you know, in the past or in the present, like for you personally, like to not, not, I don't know if turn it off is the right term, but like to not have it where to be okay with not every sexual experience will include So it that. comes with experience. And I will say this because I had a really like hot relationship with a girl who I met in Model UN. I met her in like a an intellectual capacity in high school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we reconnected in college and stuff like, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I went to visit her and stuff and, and um, I'm starting, I'm, I'm trying not to say stuff like that for those of you who are listening and being like, why is Hans being like really weird? It's like, because I'm saying, I'm saying stuff like that a lot. So, but the fact of the matter is <laughs> that, um, I was sort of not interested in vanilla sex with her. And she was like up mm. for that. Like being like, oh yeah, just like just fuck me and stuff like that. It's like I need the wrestling. If I don't have the wrestling, like I can't do that. And so this is not true now. <laughs> I can do this now. But yeah, it was it was kind of like if I, when I went to college, if I had a girl who was like, oh, yeah, I'll have sex with you and versus a girl who was like, hey, I'll wrestle you, I would take the girl who would wrestle me like 10 times out of 10 because uh, that was like so much same, more interesting same. to me than having sex. So, um, so yeah, like it, it, it took a lot to and, – and that was a weird sort of thing when I met girls who were – I was dating. I was just like, "Hey, you know, like I'm not really interested in having sex with you." It's like, ah, oh, but that's that's why I've been programmed to say that that's my goal. You know, like if 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 you're a soccer player and you're a striker, like that's my goal. Like sex, it's like, no, I just want to wrestle you. Like that's that's like my mm-hmm. that's my hello, and uh, it was it was weird, and it was not like. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was a lot to sort of handle, and um, but I'm glad that I did that now, and and now I am now finding people who discover me on Twitter, discover me on FetLife, and discover me, you know, who I I would have killed to just be like next to you in in class in college, and just be like, oh my god, you love to be scissored. like there's a there's a soccer coach for a college um, for a college team 
that is just like obsessed with me scissoring her and I can't wait to actually do it. We've never met, but we we met like through FetLife and I was like kind of like, ah, I don't think you're a real person, but like and then we uh connected on on uh kick and she sent me like videos that are just like hundred percent you can she said my name in them and stuff like that it, it was just like oh wow you are a real person and like you told me your real name i looked you up and i was like oh my god this is a real fucking college soccer coach that wants me to scissor her and wants me to test her abs with my thighs and i was just like this is amazing and i'm i'm sorry i lost where i was going again because that's what i do <laughs> No, um, I, I think it's interesting. Like it is, it, I can relate. It was the same, you know, my freshman year, the, the woman who I dated my freshman year, that's all we did was I would just do lift and carry. It's that's yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. I mean, I like a lot of things, but I, you mean, within yeah, the like, within, like, what, like what, what is like, what is the thing that like gets you like, you know, what, what's the thing that like keeps you up at night? What's the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, lifting carries number one session. I'll tell you lifting carry session wrestling, but like, I guess like oil wrestling. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Yeah. Like I really am into that. Um, so like, like those are probably carry, my favorite. Like so, those you two. doing lifting or her doing lifting? Me oh, really? doing me doing the lifting. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh man, like I know, like so many I've, girls would be I've, like, Just I've lift lifted. Me. Like, <laughs> oh, I would. Oh yeah, I, I will do that. I'm, I'm not far away. <laughs> I'm not far away. Yeah. I'll, I'll come up there. Like I, I'm serious. Um, I, you know, from I didn't lift. You Gia. didn't lift yet. Or did I? I'm trying to remember. I don't think like I might have. Actually, I might have. I know yep. Jen Thomas. Every time I session with her, always <laughs> she's lovable. Yeah, and um, I love her forever oh, and yeah. ever. But uh, you are tiny, Jen. So. <laughs> You're not Gia. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Christy Etzold. I've lifted. She was. She enjoyed it. And in fact, when I said that to her, I was like, "Can I lift you?" She was traveling. I forget who. Forgive me, everyone listening. Who she was traveling with? This is eight years ago. But I kind of I was nervous about because she was like, "Well, I was just sessioning with Christy. I was a big fan of Christy." And she was like, "Well, do you, can the other person stay up here? Or do you want it, like some privacy?" And I was like, "I'll prefer some privacy." That was like my third session I had ever done, so I was still nervous. Now I wouldn't care, but then I did. And then when we got to like me lifting her, and I put Christy over my shoulder and did the whole cradle, she was like. Would it be okay if my friend came up? She's like, I'll give her some of the money that you gave me. But, like, I know she would be into it. And she was probably about Christy's oh, nice. size. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And I lifted her up, too. And they were like, this is nice. We're usually always – and I'm like, no, for me, it's the opposite. The only one who ever lifted me was Amazon Amanda. And that was just, like, I got curiosity. Her, so. Yeah. Amazon Amanda is so awesome. I've sessioned with her. Uh, she was the first one I always oh, wow. wrestled with. Um, and she's Usually really I have cool, to introduce really awesome the session wrestler to oral wrestling. So the fact that she is also experienced at oral wrestling is like really awesome. So, well, she wasn't. I was like the yeah, first one to cool. ask her. 
and and so that's where and so I remember we did that and then like probably I want to say I did two sessions with her but they're like a couple years before and then I remember like a few years ago seeing her on Instagram and she was like a live story and I was like she probably it's been two years and she travels all the time so I was like hey I'm the guy in Philly you oil wrestle with and she knew who I was right away and, and she was like yeah and she was coming to Philly so then we that's how we set it up again and she was traveling back in my last session was with Gia in January and they were traveling huh. together and I felt bad but I was like I never session with Gia before if I wanted to try it you know I had like money for like one so then but Amanda like talked me up really good with Gia and Gia made her that's feel nice. comfortable so that was really nice so, um, yeah, those are my two, but yeah, uh, lift and carry and, and, and what's your favorite? Like, are, so are lift and carry my, to my me two. is like, kind of like, um, it's just kind of like uh greenfield to me. I, I don't really like know a lot about it. So like, I don't know, like what's, what's better than like kind of oh, like okay. doing a bear hug and like, kind of like, you know, like lifting them from behind versus like kind of like putting them over your shoulder. Is there like, what, what's the difference between that? If that makes sense, I don't know if it does. Yeah, I guess. Like you mean, like what, like, like, yeah. like, like, what are my favorite lists, or like, what do I? Um, my favorite is the over the shoulder. I guess that that, and I guess the the Everest for me is like, uh, I'm trying to describe it for like the overhead press is what like the ultimate goal is when I'm like, even in my personal life or doing like sessions, like if I can overhead press you, so like. I remember doing, I did it with Mutiny, mm-hmm. who's like shorter. She's like 5'2". Curve, yes. And Jen <laughs> Thomas, you know, 5'1". Yeah. And I remember sessioning with yes. Megan Jones. She's bigger than she and looks lifting in her, her pictures, by the way. Like, she's just like, and absolutely, not, not like in absolutely. the bad way, just like, she's a, she's a big girl. Mm-hmm. She's Solid. strong. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very athletic. And like, so like, I remember... I put her over because she was like, I'm 180. And I was putting her over my shoulder pretty easy. And then the second time I sessioned with her, I was like, well, she's like, I'm 180, 185. And I'm like, all right. I, I was like, I don't know if I can lift standing, but I laid on the, the ground and I like pressed her like five times. Like, like I kind of bench pressed her. And I, that was like a real mm. high for me doing that. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's always like, I guess it's interesting also in like the 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 woman because then like when there's someone who's very small then there is like oh okay it's not like it's interesting it's like that I can do like so many different lifts and can get real creative and like you know do this and do that I can hold him with one arm and upside down and this way spin him around and like it's that so there's like with people who are like not even I guess height wise, but just smaller like build or slimmer build, that's the benefit. But then when someone is like a woman's curvy or thicker, then you get that rush of like I feel strong. But for you, you it's like, kinda a, like a pretty impressive. You know, lift. Like, oh, I don't think you could lift me, but like you can lift them and not only can you lift them, but you can kinda like control them in the air and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm I'm a thicker guy, but I'm not like I'm 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 five nine. So I, I think when people see me it's not I'm not like a lock, like, oh, I know he can do it. Yeah. But I'm a thicker built dude. And I, you know, so like, it's kind of like intriguing and interesting to them. So like, I'm not like one of those guys who's like, I'm not no, thin. 
but I'm not like jacked, so it's not like oh, this is easy. So they're kind of like that that's the thing too. The curiosity like, there you know, too. There's like uh, I just met a girl this week who's like kind of jacked, but like she's not jacked from doing like CrossFit and cardio. She's jacked from doing like powerlifting, and she's not like she's not like your typical powerlifter. She doesn't look like a yeah. You know, she doesn't look like she carries a lot of meat on her, if if that makes sense, but. Mm-hmm. She does look strong. Yeah. She looks like muscular and stuff like that. She she's just like, oh yeah, I don't like I get injured from CrossFit, um, which I I you know before you go on Twitter and you say that I hate CrossFit, I love CrossFit and I don't think you'll get injured from it. But she <laughs> says you'll get injured from it, and that's fine. Uh, I, I I love her anyway. So, <laughs> um, but she is jacked and she she looks like gi jane and uh, i hope i can get her in videos mm-hmm. um maybe we'll see um i haven't asked her yet but we will see but she is kind of like the latest of like she uh she used to live in new york and then she moved to kingston in new york and if you know that that's like right next to woodstock mm-hmm. and um there is some kink up there, but it's like more like 60 and above. So, and that's fine. Gotcha. There's nothing wrong with that because, like, I want to have kink 60 and above for sure. But, um, she is not 60 and above, and, um, and that. So, she's just looking for, she just misses like what she, she used to live in Brooklyn and stuff like that. So, yeah. So. No, it makes sense. No, um, I I guess yeah. I'm surprised. I, I never really asked you. Are you were you lifting carry? Just not something you ever tried, or it's not your thing, or because yeah, I, I see your videos. The most I've seen, and that was more recent, were like the bear hug, I guess. But I have, but yeah, you're not lifting carry, aren't you? You know, it's, your, it's just not something I've, I've explored. It's not. It's it's not something that like kind of like um, rattles my bones. But me and Vivi gotcha. did yeah. a, a lifted carry where she lifted me and I lifted her and it was like apparently a big hit. And um it was just it was just sort of a category that I wasn't like ready to try and take over because well mostly because like when I get customs and they're like, Oh, I want to lift a carry custom, they want like someone like um Jade or Jackie who's like five foot two and like 125 pounds with me who's like 200 pounds and it just doesn't work like i actually like i actually did like a custom one time mm-hmm. where i was like oh i want them to lift you so like i i thought i did this very artful thing where um you know like jade put her arms around me and as soon as she went up i cut to a thing of like where her my feet were off the ground but she only actually really did that for like three seconds because like, but you know, like, so we made it kind of work and then we fixed it and editing stuff like that. So like, I think it was like artfully like a really cool, like lift and carry video and it sold very well for me, but I sold it in the fantasy wrestling and like force kissing stuff like that. And I didn't sell it in like the lift and carry. And, um, so the guy that commissioned it was just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I want her to really lift you off the ground. And the fact that, like, 
you have to have the camera back and she has to lift you and hold you up there for like 30 seconds. And, you know, and I was kind of like before and after I was kind of like, she can't do that. Like she's, you know, she's strong. She's like, she's in good shape, but like, she's not going to lift me. I'm, I'm so much bigger than her. And, and this guy was like, so into like, you know, so into Jade and, um, but that video sold really well. And, uh, and then also like when he said like, ah, I wasn't what I expected. I just refunded him his money. Like I don't take any money out of my, um, funding account or like my sponsor account until they send me an email that says like, Oh my God, this is great. This is so awesome. It's like, Oh great. That's, that's so cool. Thank you for that. And also thank you for letting me just like download this money to my account because like now I've earned it. So when, when he said that, yeah, and it was like, it was a considerable, a considerable amount, like multiple hundreds of dollars. Um, yeah. I was just like, okay. Like, despite the fact that you set this up and you said like what the parameters were and I misinterpreted it, I, I would rather give you your money back. And, but also like I put it in the fantasy wrestling and like it made the money back and I didn't really lose money. It was just sort of like deferred money that I didn't plan on. And, um, but. Mm. So with your, you, with you, you, you don't, you get asked to be lifted if they yes. then like the other way around. Yeah, I, I, I typically okay. get asked to be lifted. If I got asked to lift, oh yeah, like let's do that and and bring me everyone. Like bring me like you know bring me anyone you think I can't lift, and I will, I I, I will hit that just because like that's fun for me. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's speak. You know, we both mentioned oil. That's kind of what drew me to your clip store. You know, probably I want to say about a year ago, a little mm-hmm. over a year, maybe you know, earlier twenty nineteen, was your oil wrestling videos. But they were done in that because then there's you see other clips of oil wrestling, but it's like it's almost like the you know you've seen stripes with John Candy and Bill Murray. Right. And I, I know that that was mud wrestling, but right. they're like it's like that kind of realm, which is cool. But like you had it where it's like oh legit like sessions it had that theme, but there's oil involved, which is like that. That's the way I picture it. That's the way I've done it. Like you know with Amazon Annie or. Amanda, like Annie, by the way, I lifted, which I was very proud of. I lifted her. We were did oil wrestling. With I did oil wrestling. Carry. So, side note, that was one. Wow. Of my yeah, I, I would not try that. Yeah, that I, was I, proud because it was. I am proud of you, my friend. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That it was kind of in the moment, like it, because I I had asked that was our first time sessioning, and I had asked like I always would say, let's do. Whatever I request, whether it's competitive, not semi-competitive, and then lift and carry. Sometimes it kind of gets for, the lift and carry gets forgotten, especially because I say I want to do it. So she was down to, to do it before, but it, like, I think with the oil, like not, but like it, it just kind of like we were wrestling in the oil, and I had a good way to like lift her. I went underneath, and I was just like, well, I'm gonna go all the way. 
And she was like, whoa. And she was impressed. She was like, whoa, whoa. Uh, I didn't think you could do that. And I was like, me neither. Because Annie's, you know, three inches taller than me and, you know, Big girl. six foot and curvy. But she's like, you had, yeah, she's like, yeah, good balance. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So after that, though, from then on, she felt comfortable with me doing yeah. it, which was an honor, I felt like. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I never really told you, but I connected with you on the oil wrestling and how you well, shoot but, it and the style that you do. Cause you can go on any of the, the style that I shoot it is different. Um, it, it's also kind of like meeting someone, someone in person. So strawberry bang, AKA Ro- Rowan, AKA my partner in crime. Um, I have a girl who shoots my videos who is like actually into them and shooting sexy things. And, um, I mean, she is, uh, she is so, um, in Marvel with Iron Man and, and the one, what's that? Pepper Potts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Iron Man and like Pepper Potts kind of. That's totally like, Mm -hmm. yeah, because I do as much as I can and, I am I am completely overwhelmed at all times, and um, honestly, like she brings me back to center, and like I I can just look at her and, and be like, am I on compass or am I off compass? And that's yeah, she 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 is my compass. So um, yeah, and uh, yeah, awesome. so uh, I get emotional. Uh, oh, I'm gonna stop. So, <laughs> but. That is like when I when I see that it's like yes that that is totally me like I'm trying to do so many things at once I want so many things I want to do more I want to recode session girls I want to like do all this stuff that's going to be like beneficial to the industry and I just don't have time and I only have I only have as much time as I have and eventually it's going to run out and I just hope. I just hope she's there to tell me that everyone's going to be okay because that's kind of that's kind of like what I'm moving towards. I, I just I just I just want to make sure that, and it goes back to what we said before with like I would want myself to be born in a world tomorrow where they had it easier than I did in the. In, in the realm of like sexuality and individualism and stuff like that. And I don't really do a lot as far as, um, <laughs> I don't really do a lot as far as, uh, um, like seminars. I don't do seminars. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, and I, I under, and it takes time, and I think you, you're, you know, doing a great job as, as is everyone who's, you know, come on to this show. Like I, have, you know, sometimes I wonder, you know, because I do other podcasts, and I'm, I think I'm, I'm better at not, you know, those people I want to talk to and I respect, but like I'm better at not fanboying. Sometimes I wonder, but because I do, I, it's people either who I've session with who. I'm thankful as a human being, like to have that opportunity because then 
like you said, you want to pay it for it. And I'm a thousand percent with you. I think about people 30, 40 years ago who maybe didn't exactly, have the opportunity yeah. that, you know, you and I have to do that. You know, there was, you know, so I'm grateful for them and, and you and, and being there. And sometimes it is just like, and also wanting to, like you said, pay it for it and put this into the light in the positive way that it should be. And sometimes I'm like, am I fanboying too much? You know, like, but so I'm like, I better tone it down. But I, I did, I am just, you know, long story short, appreciative of it. And, and I think it is in steps and, and who knows, you never know if a seminar is I, down the line it, for you, or maybe it, you know, if you're it, not comfortable yeah. speaking. It, yeah. If, is that because you don't think we're going to progress? That I think far, it's like half and half. Public <laughs> speaking about it. It's, it's, it's mostly because like, oh okay. man, you really have to know me. Like, like you pretty much have to have done like a sex wrestle with me to convince me to do that. And then, you know, but I, I think it's really good. And I, th- I, I actually think it's going to move on without me too. Like, I, I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm not like a person that, but, I would love to just like I just love to throw one stick on the fire. That's that's all. I I, I think I see where it's going, mm-hmm. and I would just love to just like let that go there, and just think about like all the famous people you know in history, and think about like imagine thirty mm-hmm. people who influenced them, or who are not famous, who were also back there. And had just as much a part of it in, in it, and are not in history books. So that is that is me. That is definitely me. I will not be remembered. Maybe if I'm remembered, that's amazing. If if, if I'm a poster on a college kid's wall, oh my god, that's I I I I, I fucking made it. So that's awesome. But, um, but for most of us, that will not be the case. That will not be the case. Like for every famous person, you know, there's 30 other people who are influential who you don't, you do not know, who are not on Wikipedia, and um, and that just is right. how it is. But like, I know from my standpoint that I know how I wish the world was when I was born. And I want to make the world more like that. And no one will remember it, but like someone will benefit from it if I'm good. And if I work hard, someone will benefit from it. So that's No, absolutely absolutely. And I and I think you've you've already laid multiple sticks, you know, in in expanding this world and, and hopefully knock on wood, there's still you know more to do and I'm, I'm, I can say this you know I'll we'll talk probably more off air but I'm down to help in any way I can oh, yeah, even man. outside of this podcast like you know because it also shouldn't be um whether it's you or I think about like Jen you know Thomas like it should be a collective effort it shouldn't just be on one it cannot like, one person <laughs> to really do it and 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 you know it takes it takes everybody and maybe you know, some people that that role of being the, the, the figurehead is important, but you need those people who are back, whether it's encouraging or, you know, like, you know, I forget the lady you said who Robert films, Ryan, but someone who's yeah. filming, someone who is good with. My, my, yeah, my pepper, yeah, someone who's good pepper? with uh, edit, editing pops, videos. Yeah. yeah so pepper Pops. 
you know, it's like you can do as much as you want to do, but like Iron Man was nothing without Thor and Hulk and like everybody else. Like Iron Man was nothing. He he stood no chance against the 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 stuff that he was up against and in the end he died and and was just told like we're gonna be okay. And that's all I can hope for. And I think that's like all that like any of us can hope for who are sort of like into this thing. Like if you're not if the world is not the way you see it and the world is not the way that you want it to be, do something to make it like that. And then <laughs> I don't want to say die with dignity. That's that's kind of morbid, but like that's kind of how I've always seen it. And so, yeah, uh, in a way, it's you know we're gonna use another sports rep. Uh, I always use it. It's, I'd rather you know, strike out swinging. than hit I'm a home run. Out. I really would. Yeah, it's so. two outs. Yeah, it's like if it's two outs, bottom of the ninth, and my I'm the last at bat. I I don't want to just you know get called just looking yeah. at a pitch go by me and I just have the bat yep. on my shoulder. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out swinging and, and if I get a hit, great. If I strike out, okay, but I went out trying not just like I just let the ball go by me and then the um, I, I leave it in the ump's hands of a strike and I'm just sitting there like I don't want that and that's I don't want that in life whether it's with yes. like you said sexuality talking we all about race and society all whatever the case may try. be. Just being the best like, person. We, we can't. We can't just like yeah, like you said, we can't just like go out with the bat sitting on our shoulder. We all have to take a swing, and w- whether sexuality or race or anything, that's like you re- you really have to take a swing at this point because like if you don't, then you're just you're the guy who got caught looking. Don't don't get caught looking. So yeah, and um. I guess I, I did just want to ask you, and forgive me if you said this before on a show, but what, because you said it here about, like, the only way you do a lecture is someone who you, like, sex wrestled with. So what is that like when it comes down to, like, because you, you do sex wrestling on, on your page, when it's, like, for you, I, I you can't speak for the other person, but for you, when it's, like, recording day or filming day, and like you, you, you know, you know what's coming up. Like even I don't know if it's doing a weekday or a weekend, whatever time it is. But like it's coming. Like you're going to be doing, and not just any session, like video. It's a sex fight. What What are your nerves? And then like even like right before, like so you're getting ready to me, like do like, it. Like when I originally did it, like the first one, the the first like few that I did were kind of like underground and like you know the first one that I did was with Lana Luxor and. You know, she was willing to do it. And, like, we did a video where it was, like, I might release this. I might not. And I decided to release it because, like, it was what I was looking for. And then with Mrs. Kara, it was kind of, like, yeah, every anything I'm doing with you, I'm releasing. But, like, I kind of, like, built up to her. You know, I, I kind of wanted to make sure that I was, like, I didn't want I didn't want my first experience not my first experience but my first like video. I, I really want to make sure that like when I came to mm-hmm. Mrs. Kara, I came correct. You know, I want to make sure like I, I I knew like and and she was the same way like she was looking for something that was kind of like a little bit different from what she'd done before. So 
you know, we kind of like connected that way and we, we both kind of like, you know, but, um, I will say this, I will say the fact that like the first time I did it, I was like so excited and so amazing stuff like that. And then like getting to do it and then like having the camera in front of you was a little bit of an, of, of an adjustment, even though like I, well now when I first got into it, I wouldn't want anyone watching me. And then like when I got into it, I was just like, oh yeah, watching, you know, being watched is kind of hot, but only by females. And then like getting watched in general is kind of hot. And like, just like having, putting something out there that people say is hot is also hot. So like it, it kind of like, you know, went that Mm -hmm. way. And then, um, but, um, so yeah, and then me and Mrs. Car- me and Mrs. Kara kind of like did the like we both kind of like adjusted our brands to do what we did and that was Now, let me ask you when you what do you I, I think I know it, but I just want to make sure for myself and the listeners when you say that you wanted to come correct for Mrs. Cara. I mean, come correct being like, I do don't mean, want it correct. to be like, I'm doing a session with you where it is all about me. I want it to be about you as well. Okay. I want, I want it to be about like, you know, this is something that we're okay. both going to do and we're both going to benefit. Not only in the monetary sense, because we did both. Well, actually I benefited in the monetary sense. Um, and then we did videos where she benefited in, in the monetary sense, but we also wanted to, we didn't want to be fake about it. We didn't want to be like, Hey, we're going to like do some, you know, we're, we're, we're going to like paint by numbers and, and stuff like that. No, we want to, like, and we always kind of had an attraction to each other. Um, we had some sessions before, um, yeah, the first time I wrestled her, like I was quite injured and she beat me 10 to nothing. And I was like, I'm so, and she was told that I was going to be a better match for her. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I'm usually a better match, but like, I, I like really like pulled my neck doing handstand pushups and, and CrossFit and stuff like that. And like, I'm sorry, I wasn't better for you, but like, she was also polyamorous and stuff like that. We had a lot of stuff in common and, you know, and, and her husband is really also super cool. And he's, he's a videographer. And so we had all these connections. And um, so when I said come correct, I was just like, I want it to be like, I don't want it to be like, you're doing this for me. Like I want it to be like, we're doing this for each other. I did. Yeah. You wanted to pleasure her too, right? Which you, yeah, yeah. But I just, yeah. So okay, that's which is which is true because a lot of times, and I think why I do like your videos, it is one sided. Someone you know is bit. I mean, starts yeah. getting pleasured sexually. They're one sided, and yours are. It's a back and forth. It's it's, and it to me it shows them yeah and, it, you know, the people you're wrestling having, with in another light and stuff like that and i, I really try to so I, I try to the thing i've been kind of struggling with lately is like so my best ones are like mr's cara and like soon to be uh 
Katarina Pierce and uh, Constance, like people who I've known for years and we've kind of like done other stuff together. And then like I get requests from fans who like who are like, hey, this person you've never met before, I want you to do a sex wrestle with them. I'm just like, I will, but like it's also kind of weird for me because like we don't know each other yet and 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 my best sellers have always been the ones where and 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 people have always kind of like emailed and said like i love the ones where the people that you're going against are the people who i was sort of like least suspect the the people who were like you know, it's like, oh, wow, like they were into competitors before and then they decide to do this like erotic with you and stuff like that. And and honestly, the ones that have sold the best are the ones that have had that lineage of like the first video I did with them was a just like a sporty competitive and then like a fantasy wrestling and then stuff like that. And then it, it got to the sex mm. wrestle and. The sex wrestles that started there have been the ones that, that have sold less because they like that build up. So, yeah. And I like that build up too, by the way. Yeah, I, no, I think I, like I agree. And I, I've enjoyed the ones mostly that have been the ones. Where, and I've started to build this. COVID does a lot of things. COVID makes you kind of figure out like what you want to do. And so, now I've done videos where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, if I'm meeting the person for the same time, we're at least going to wrestle first and then they're going to do another match and I'm going to do another match. And then we're going to do like a sex wrestle after that. So I can, I can at least kind of like conglomerate it in like a, you know, a single evening, but it's also kind of like, um, you know, like I can't, I can't just like, I, and and this used to be a thing for me that was like I I thought was hot and like I liked it for a while. I was just like, oh, imagine me, someone, and you're gonna sex wrestle them for the first time. And I thought that was like awesome. And like for a while, I was into that. And then and then I was like, well, I guess I was into it. And then like I did that with someone who was willing to be on video and. Yeah, you know, so meeting them, meeting them for the first time and doing it on video versus like meeting them for the first time, wrestling them. Like one of my best selling videos is this video with Constance where it was supposed to be a competitive match. And then we just got really turned on and started like, you know, getting into each other. And that's that's and it was completely organic. And like Vivi filmed it and she was like kind of mm-hmm. she was a little bit like um I don't know, she was kind of in a bad mood that day. Like I'm I'm I, I hope I'm not like you know making she's she's rarely in a bad mood. But but that day she was kind of like in a little bit of a bad mood. And so we kind of like wrestled and like she kind of yeah. like captured it and she kind of like zoomed in and it was just like um it was it was really cool and um it was something that was unexpected and it was and it's something that definitely sells for me a lot um especially i feel like people buy it and they tell people about it and then like other people buy it so 
And then like the sex wrestle between us just like smashed. That's one of my best selling videos of all time. So yeah. Yeah. No, and I and 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 that's really cool because it's and I, I totally would be in the same boat. It'd be hard to just not knowing yep. the person and just boom, sex wrestling on camera to boot. That'd be hard. Um but I say I you know, from the videos I've, you know, bought from your store, the the ones with Mistress Cara, especially with the oil, have been great. And you gotta help me out. But I guess the it was not a sex wrestle, but it was a uh I guess like a scissor, like a thigh oh, scissor yeah, yeah. contest with uh Natasha from Brazil. That was because it was also like they're those two are always like so dominant in their videos, which I love. They're they're great. But it was like really cool to see like that back and forth and to see them have you and be dominant over you, but then vice versa and that vulnerability in them. Like it was really cool. And I, I think that's what I and yours, especially with Mrs. Carr, it's different than like when she right. I've seen her on like evolve fights with her husband. Like we, that me it's, and it's a different Carr vibe. Like a with, like, and a so back by the way, her husband filmed all, really enjoy. all of our matches up until this point. And I, I hope that I, I want to do a shoot with Mrs. Carr where um like he is there and then my um you know my my Pepper Piper is it was it Pepper Piper? Pepper Potts. I my Pepper Potts is there. My my Rowan, Pepper my Potts. strawberry bang, my my partner in crime, the the person who um who saved me from quitting. So but I, I hope that I hope we all come together someday because um, something that Mr. Kara said when we were like um, setting up our, our first shoot together was like, let's keep it all within the family. Let's, let's, let's make sure like when we're on set, it's all people that we trust and all people that we love and the, like all people that like, and that it comes out in the video. Like when you see the video, like there's no, there's no like holding back. There is no like, there's Absolutely. no un- uncomfortableness like we are completely and and we had like 30 minutes to just like hang out on the set and just like be into it and just like just love being there and then and then we got on the mats and and did what we did and that and i've always said like it's always like if you can make a really great moment then that will make a really great video you can't you really can't just like by the numbers manufacture a great mm. video you really have to kind of like you have to have a connection and um it's funny because like people don't see me, me and mr skara having a connection before um you know the video that we did that went number two in clips of sale um you know like the the entire thing we got beat by a taboo video <laughs> from Tara Tayton doing a, a, a video in, in like her closet, um, which is, I, I, I don't understand that yet, but I will figure it out and I, I will tap into that because like, that's very interesting. Like the one, you know, my best video, it got beat by like some girl in a closet talking about like, I'm your aunt and we're going to have like sex, but like there's, there's no sex. It's so interesting. So, yeah. That is. 
No, and I and I think it is. I think that's what makes it all cool, but very interesting that no, like, and I don't know Mrs. Carr, so I guess all we have is her persona. But you see her persona and seeing the persona you give on camera, yeah, you wouldn't think that you two have a strong like connection, like a bond and friendship. Like I, I wouldn't know that no, it was until like, you, it, you, it was you have told like, me. And so that's it, where it's it like, wasn't. It wasn't oh, by chance. It's awesome, so to speak. It's like we had talked about it, and we we were friends before, and um, it was a really. It was something we were looking forward to. We had not done it before. And it, it was kind of, it was, I've been talking about this lately with um, Katarina and the fact that like you have two people who are friends and who are kind of like, kind of nerdy and kind of like, you know, into different stuff. And then they finally just sort of like the sexual tension becomes too much and they, they kind of let go and they kind of like, you know, just let it happen and, and, they just kind of go at it and and that's why that's why that video was so natural it was just it it literally was just like there was no script or anything there was no like you know we 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 just we were just kind of like okay so this is us like letting loose and it was it was great and it it was number two for a reason so yeah yeah no, but Hans, um, this yeah, has this been has an been awesome great. conversation, man. Thank, Thank you, you for, so much. Uh, this has been fun doing it, and uh, yeah, and we will do more soon. Yeah, we'll be coming back, and you know, we, we definitely still want to have. We're going to be looking at getting you know other guests coming on too, but <laughs> definitely you know Hans and I were the, the co-host and want to show you episodes of uh of us talking as well like that first episode which a lot of people like too um just us having conversations like this uh about kink fetish session wrestling being in the well, industry like un- unabated as you are versus me not being in like it and just having good conversation about like you know where where that is and we're we're really the same you know it's 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 really just we're all the same I would mm-hmm. not want to, you know, I don't care how much money I make off my store. I do not want to go out of this world without passing on the fact that, like, this is in some degree normal. And I have many, like, thousands of dollars to to back that up to be like, this is normal. Like, I, I have votes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, no, absolutely. And we want to thank everyone for listening. And we're, we're going to be doing, you can also write whether you, you tweet to um, Hans on his Twitter page or us at, you know, at after session or at sessions, sorry, at sessions after. You can tweet us and let us know what topics, you know, other people have done that, what topics you want us to talk about in the future as well. We have some lined up, but want to hear from you guys also. And, uh, do it. You know, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we're going to be uh, giving you just more content. Keep it and going. Here we go. Had so much fun so far. We're going to keep it going. So for the one and only Hans Vanderkill, I'm D Rock. Thanks for.